people told me I couldn't do a lot of things. I feel like I'm the chosen one. Look at this. We created this. This didn't exist before we were here. All we are is proud and passionate. I love Toronto. I love this team. And we're going to the Nothing matters but winning. Welcome back to episode 39 of Rapsville Weekly. I'm your co-host, Gabriel Chelio, alongside Adam Kasushi. And today we are doing our Week 12 recap, talking about the NBA Finals. This one, to spoil it, is going to be called uh, Lakers win the 2020 NBA Championship. <laughs> so uh, what happened here was it was a rough start for the Heat. I'm not going to lie, you know, I wanted the Heat to win. I was supporting them throughout this, uh, this playoff series once the Raptors were out because they've been playing great basketball. It's been a pleasure to watch them. They were they are just a, such a solid team and an interesting play style. And I don't really want the Lakers to win because they were obviously the favorites. So uh, I was rooting for them, but the first half looked really sloppy. The Heat couldn't get shots to fall, and the Lakers were dominant. And the Heat, they absolutely fell apart in the second quarter. They were outscored 36-16 in that quarter, which means they ended the half at 64-36. to In an elimination game of the NBA Finals, the Heat only scored 36 points by half, down nearly 30. Um, you know, not, not only is it a bad scoring night for them, shooting-wise, but obviously that's a testament to the Lakers' strong defense and the Heat's inability to make shots. Everything that could go wrong um, this game, you know, was going wrong, especially in the first half. Bam looked like he was completely disoriented in the first half. He only had five points, two for five shooting. However, he did end up with 25. Second half had a huge explosion, 25 points, 10 boards, five assists, two blocks, 10 for 15 shooting. But that start was really rough. That bounce back, it, it got him back from that sluggish start. And I think part of it was playing a little bit with Dragic on the floor. Dragic knows how to help Bam get the looks he wants, toss him some alley-oops. They have really good chemistry together, and that helped him out a little bit. Hero, even worse first half, uh, two points, one for five shooting, three turnovers. Horrible from him, you know, especially from having a, such a solid, you know, other games in this series. The Lakers themselves, I know Jared Dudley, he was on the Bill Simmons podcast, and he mentioned how in one of those games, like, everything that Tyler Hero, like, threw up looked like it was going in, and he was just playing amazing, but eventually... The Lakers team, they knew he had to come back down to earth. He is a rookie in an NBA Finals, and you saw he had a, a really, really bad performance. He ended the night with seven points on three for ten shooting. Butler and Crowder, they were decent. They had some individual runs. Even in the second quarter, Crowder had a couple of uh, runs. He had to get like, a three-pointer and two layups, like a couple back-to-back plays. Um, you know, But they were still pretty quiet compared to last game. Butler specifically, he ended with 12 points, seven rebounds, eight assists on five for ten shooting. Crowder ended with 12 points on 3-for-9 shooting, so no one really stood out for them. Dragic provided a little bit of rest for Jimmy. He did play this game, which we've all been waiting for, and we thought that you know him coming back, he was the top scorer for Miami going into this series, and we expect a little bit from him, but he was injured. Coming back from an injury, he wasn't playing at full uh, percentage. You could tell his shooting was horrible. He ended with 2-for-8 shooting, 5 points, and he, but he did have 5 assists. The one thing that his presence provided was... Jimmy could take some time on the bench to rest because he did have, you know, such a tough series playing tons of minutes, 45 plus minutes a night. So he was able to rest and Dragic was able to run the offense. That was one good thing that came out of that. Finally, uh, Duncan Robinson out of the main cast, him being like one of the final ones. He had a subpar night, 10 points on three for eight shooting, a couple threes, but that's it. Um, and the Heat, you know, five for 12 from free throws in the first half. Usually that's a strong point for them, especially this playoffs. But obviously, 5 for 12 free throws, you know, they missed a lot. And that, that builds up over time. And they were 35% from the field at half. So, you know, if the jump shots aren't falling, they need to make their free throws. And they couldn't even do that. 
And in the rebounding difference at half, it was 29 to 18 and 34 versus 16 for points in the paint and also 14 second chance points for the Lakers. So the Lakers were just clearly dominant. And, you know, the, the big men were obviously dominant here on the glass and putbacks being in the paint. LeBron and Davis, they clearly cooked. Okay. So, yeah, LeBron James, uh, moving on to, on to Lakers' side, LeBron James has had, ha, has had uh, more time to relax this game because of the huge lead and some of the rest he has been receiving. So it was, it was uh, crucial that, that he got that rest and then was fully energized uh, to, play, to play late in that, in that fourth quarter to get the job done for the Lakers. And, uh, and that was big. Having a lead, it gives you some comfort and some breathing room, which gave, the, which gave uh, Frank Vogel uh, that space to do so. Uh, they have rotated uh, playing time, LeBron and Davis a little, keeping one star on, uh, on the floor at a time. Um, I think that's another uh, big point that uh, Frank Vogel emphasized uh, is that they need to have one star on the floor at all times. Yeah. Um, when they do have uh, both of them off, usually Rondo is on the floor trying to orchestrate things and being uh, the floor general. But usually one, one uh, superstar is always on the floor um, to kind of even out and uh, n- neutralize uh, uh, Miami Heat scoring ability. Um, however, uh, LeBron still had near triple-double stats at half. He ended with uh, 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. Um, that's such a huge performance from LeBron James in such a big game. Game six of, of the NBA Finals. Um, his legacy is really on the line here. He knows it's his chance to, uh, to, to win another ring, and his career is coming down to an end. Well, I, I don't know about an end because he just gets better with age. Yeah. But uh, for sure, in the later years of his career, and it was just it was su- such a crazy performance. 28 points, almost a 30-point triple-double in such a big game. And yep. uh, a lot of people uh, say he chokes under pressure, which uh, this certainly isn't the case. And he got the job done um, with, with support of his, his teammates. Obviously, Rondo with an explosion in the first half off the bench. Uh, he ended with 13 points on 6-for-6 six six shooting. Uh, no, he ended with 19 points, uh, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists on 8-for-11. But he had a great first half. Uh, six for six shooting so it was great for him to kind of uh, come out in a big uh, in a big game like this uh, obviously uh, people know him as as an ex- such an experienced player um, knows what to do makes the winning plays as Gabe always emphasizes whenever we're talking about Rondo uh, his IQ um, either it be a steal or some type of some type of play passing play or whatever it is he gets the job done and uh, Rondo was huge in this one uh, Davis was abusing his size on the inside uh, with two blocks and some offensive boards in the second quarter. Ended with uh, 19 points and 15 boards. So a, a big performance from Davis. Uh, they needed that. Um, it wasn't a spectacular one, but enough to get the job done. Uh, very efficient. Um, and he just he played well. He rebounds the ball, does what he needs to do defensively. Uh, he alters a lot of shots. And that's what I've noticed when watching Anthony Davis. He... He doesn't block too many, but but when he does, when he does, he doesn't get the block. He he for sure alters the shot and makes it uh, dif- more difficult for the offensive player to score the basketball. Yeah. Uh, moving on to KCP, uh, being a huge scoring threat, uh, two threes in the second quarter, and an extremely tough uh, uh, one-handed floater. Uh, he ended with 15 points at half, and he ended with 17. So he had an extremely good uh, first half, and uh, kind of got the rhythms flowing. Um, the, the energy was, was great with him, uh, obviously starting and, uh, he kind of works well with, uh, for sure with LeBron in that pick and roll 
when they start double teaming LeBron and yep. he has and he has KCP open. Um, him and Danny Green really work uh, good with that play, and uh, he hit his shots, and uh, that was the end of the story. He uh, he drove it to the rack a couple of times, and it was it was good to see him explode and show his uh, how valuable he is to the team. Um, looking at Kuzma, Caruso, and Morris's performance, starting with Kuzma, he had an average game. Um, didn't do too much, but uh, hit the shots when he needed to and, uh, and played pretty good defense. Uh, Caruso, uh, Gabe, I know you're not a big fan of him, but I thought he had a, he had a good game. Um, he's really good at understanding uh, the defensive rotations and understanding his role in the team. And he hit, a, he hit some big shots in this game. Uh, and he's not scared of anyone. We'll, we'll drive to the rim and uh, try to make contact, draw a foul, or do whatever uh, he can to help the team. And that's important to have on, uh, on such a good team. Um, Markeith Morris, um, usually he's a wild card um, in, in other series, usually and before in his career. Uh, but uh, he really was consistent for the Lakers in yeah. this series, apart from his late, uh, late game mistake. Um, and yes. he was, yeah, he was great. He made, made his shots when he was open. And um, more than not, and uh, he played pretty good defense, uh, challenging Butler sometimes to, uh, to make uh, difficult shots, which he did make, but uh, Morris played great defense. The Heat cut down the lead in the second half, but that's because the Lakers knew it was over. Um, obviously, I think the Lakers didn't take their, uh, their foot off the gas, but uh, for sure lightened up their intensity. And the Heat uh, wanted to make one last push. Um, at trying to win the game, and it just it, it didn't get it done. Um, the team stats got closer by the end of the game, uh, but the Lakers still led in most of the main categories. So up 36 points in a finals game says enough about the Lakers' performance tonight. Uh, they, were, they were able to get it done in six, obviously, 106 to 93 as the final score. Um, some achievements after the game being won, the LeBron has received his fourth finals MVP, um, which is crazy, and it puts him up there with the greats, Kobe and Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, first player to earn the honor uh, with three different teams. So doing it in different uh, different teams, not with the same players, having to adjust, yeah. uh, different uh, rotational players as well. And that just shows how smart he is and his IQ for the game. And it's his fourth ring. He has one. Yep. He had a huge performance, you know, this series, the playoffs in general. He definitely wanted to close it out tonight, especially because he wasn't able to get it done back in game five. And like you said, being able to do it in different teams, that's something special. Different cast every time, different organizations, yeah. the way it's run, different every time. And you know, his job is to adapt to that, make others around him great. And he's able to do it. Three different teams, um, four finals MVPs. That's obviously up with the top company. And his fourth ring is fantastic. Now he's got 10 final appearances, only, only three other people with that amount. Obviously, uh, you got Kareem, Bill Russell, and Sam Jones. So, you know, he's up with the best company and everything. NBA Finals milestones. This guy's through the roof. He's first on total triple-doubles, second on total points, second on total three-pointers, second on steals, second on assist, second on field goal made, fourth in rebounding. You get the gist of it. NBA playoffs, he's, he's the first in games played. He passed Derek Fisher. So he's been in so many playoffs games, so many performances. He's leading every category now. He is cementing his place in history his legacy it's just been um you know dominant for this whole decade really uh he's just been a force to be reckoned with and i think it's fantastic <laughs> winning a championship obviously not many players have even done that with three different teams let alone the finals mvps only four players have done it with three different teams one of them being and danny the, green <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, and the the pressure he's had to overcome um, yeah. while winning while winning these championships, I felt that that's a huge factor um, when looking at the goat debate or or just saying how how important he was to this team. Uh, he does it under pressure mm-hmm. throughout his career, and uh, he he takes so much hate, and I think he just uh, throws it to the side and just uh, focuses on basketball, which is so important. and uh, And he's done a great job. He does a great job preparing for games. He said that um, Rakeef Morris said uh, before the game, LeBron would give the Lakers a pregame text uh, to, um, to give them some motivation yep. and to make sure they're ready for the game, which is, I think, important uh, to show your role as a leader, um, especially in the NBA Finals. Yeah, definitely. Definitely one of the greatest to do it by far. Um, his legacy on this game has been you know, truly fantastic. And you could see it game in and game out, the work that he puts in. I think, he, I think he's pretty much, I think it's cemented that he was one of the most hyped up players in NBA sports, and not even NBA, in sports history in general, coming out of high school, probably one of the most hyped up, most pressured, uh, you know, athletes in the world. And for someone that coming out of high school to have that much pressure to already be like, is he going to be the greatest player of all time? The amount of pressure on such a young kid is just unreal. And for him to be able to do it from that young, since his first year in the league, already averaging 20 points a game, every year after 25 plus, is just remarkable. He had all that pressure every year and he was able to, you know, still get to 10 NBA Finals. I think it's just remarkable. We know that the players, um, they recognize his greatness, how good it is to play with him. Even if you got guys in the team, Jared Dudley said it on the podcast, even him, he's a Jordan guy. He loves Jordan. He thinks Jordan's his greatest player. But he recognizes that being with LeBron is just a different thing because LeBron does it all and he helps him out so much. And I think his greatness has just been unreal to watch because it's lasted for so long. He's played more. He's played way more games than Mike, more minutes He's just lasted his career a lot longer, and he's continuing to do it. Year 17, still putting up amazing numbers, arguably MVP in the regular season and then winning finals MVP. And it all comes down to just him being an amazing athlete. He takes care of his body tremendously. He has his own trainers. Dudley mentioned guys would stretch him out in the mornings. Um, He'd have his own people to do that when he wakes up, before he goes to bed. He sleeps and goes into the oxygen chamber for recovery. He eats well. He does so much to take care of his body, and it shows because he's been able to leave a mark on the league for so long. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's cemented in there, like you said, uh, for sure, in, in history. Um, moving on to Anthony Davis, the other superstar for the yeah. Lakers, um, winning his first ring, uh, coming sure. from, from New Orleans. Uh, why do you think he was such a, a great duo with LeBron, with the Lakers here? You, you saw him getting emotional when he won that championship. So clearly you know how much it means to him. And I think that he's never, LeBron's never really had such a dominant big man. He had Bosch is probably his best, but he's, it's not like, and like he's not Kevin Love. No one's really like Davis who's able to shoot the ball, be extremely aggressive on the inside. Yeah. Paul in huge length, phenomenal defensive ability, arguably defensive player of the year. I think that him being young and hungry helped push LeBron this year. And he had, it was just a great play style to fit around LeBron, another superstar when LeBron was off the floor that could do it all, play, make, and score, um, and defend, obviously. And I even heard that uh, Davis did a good job in pushing LeBron this year because usually LeBron, you know, he saves that um, ability for the offensive end to score and produce and play, make, that he kind of just does a decent job in defense but prefers not to overexert. And I heard that this year Davis did a great job at pushing LeBron forward. And he wanted to be the best defensive team in the league because he wanted to win Defensive Player of the Year. So he did a good job, you know, getting everyone involved and getting everyone to play their best basketball. So obviously phenomenal from him. And it's it's great that he was able to get his first uh, NBA championship while also scoring the most points in the playoffs. So, you know, he was the top scorer this year. So fantastic from him. 
Yeah, if, and yep. you can kind of make the argument as well, Gabe, that, that Davis uh, had as much as an impact um, to the Lakers as LeBron yeah. because obviously uh, of the points he scored, his defensive uh, abilities, and uh, also his efficiency uh, when, when LeBron was uh, fatigued and uh, he, didn't, he didn't look like he had much energy or he was uh, winding down um, in some po- points of the game. Uh, they would just give it to Davis and he would uh, handle the isolation uh, efficiently and, and score. Um, at a at a high rate, right? So it's important for uh, for Davis to step up in those times, and I think he did a great job of that. Yeah, definitely in the off season, he's been putting in work. You mentioned it. I think he was working with Lethal Shooter. You said, and you yeah. you could see it, man. He his shot has developed phenomenally from last year. That three ball, that mid range, so consistent, leaning, contested. It wasn't a problem for him. He was making a lot of tough shots, and definitely a good improvement to his game. And you know this. There's really no ceiling for this kid because he's just fantastic. He can do it all, and he can continue to improve. And once he improves that three-point percentage, now that he's you know done a good job in making it a solid weapon, once he improves that, now people are going to have to start respecting that, and it'll open up his driving range, his mid-range game off the pump fakes and stuff. So he's a lot of room to grow. Okay. Uh, this finals loss um, for the Miami Heat, um, how does this affect their franchise uh, with, with Spolstra, um, Obviously, he's he's a he's a legend there, a, a figure uh, for yeah. all the players. Um, he really uh, he really emphasized that uh, Jimmy Butler and how and how players are coming up in the NBA or in the draft uh, should look at his game and look how great he is on both ends of the floor and try to copy uh, his skills and abilities as best as they can. Um, and I think that's a that's a great mo- uh, model to have. And Spolster did a, a great job of trying to explain that. And, uh, yeah, how do you think the Heat will uh, rebound back from this championship loss? You know, I think you have to give tons of respect to this organization for doing what seemed impossible for them. A lot of people did not think they would get this far. A lot of, what was their title runs? I can't even remember the odds. Maybe like 16-1 or something like that. Yeah. So no one thought they were making it this far. And you have to give respect to, you know, Spolstra for, for coaching, Pat Riley for putting this team together, um, focusing their star, focusing on their star, you know, Bam, getting him in that starting position and riding with him because they saw how great he was. They wanted to give him that role to let him flourish. Butler being this leader coming in this team uh, where the mentality was something that he fit perfectly in pretty much of, you know, just extremely hardworking. And then, you know, getting guys around him that worked. They played like a Golden State ball, kind of getting Robinson and Hero to play the Curry and Clay roles of coming off screens, being the shooters, handoffs. Like their play style was, you know, very modern and very uh, interesting. Their defense, the zone was so effective on both ends of the floor. They were a pleasure to watch. They had many great players step up for them, whether it be none in the regular season and then Dragic in the playoffs. So you saw two guys, you know, flip roles. But then when Dragic stepped down and was injured, none came right back up with his solid performance. Um, other guys being Sparks once in a while. Kelly Olynyk had some solid nights. Obviously, Crowder's been consistent in that series. So those guys, they deserve their respect. I think they played great basketball. And, you know, they can definitely run it back. They did it once. They can just they can keep doing it. The team is not really going to change from what I know. So, you know, yeah. if they did it once, there's a good chance that they can make it here again. It will obviously be difficult. Things worked in their favor a little bit. This, this playoffs, we didn't get to verse them, sadly. But, you know, they're still a good team. And Pat Riley and, and Spolscher, they did a great job of putting this team together and watching them flourish and it's all about that mentality man a lot of people say it that yeah. their franchise is really driven by hard work they got fitness um tests when you show up for a training camp and you have to pass those in order to continue the season they they keep you organized and in line and i think that that franchise has just been solid for 
for many years, even when they were rebuilding, they never lasted long. They got to the point, they made their trades, they made their moves, and they got back to being playoff and even title contenders. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I think the experience was important for Bam, uh, Hero, Robinson, and Nunn, especially the younger guys like yeah. that. Um, they got so many years to come, man. Rob Robinson, Hero, and yeah. Adebayo. This is, their, this is their second, third, or even rookie years in the league, and they're putting up fantastic numbers and are starters in a championship team. Like, come on. They, they got so much time to grow and be a part of more playoff contending runs. For sure. And uh, I just kind of thought of this right now. I just kind of popped in my head. Uh, obviously, uh, Curry, Clay, and Draymond Green have been uh, yep. an amazing three. Yep. Uh, top three, top three uh, trio in the NBA, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when looking at the Heat, do you see uh, do you see Hero, Robinson, and Bam Adebayo as like, an emerging three? Somehow, if they yeah. play well together, and they can maybe obviously not come up to, to their standard. But for yeah. sure, uh, make make a make a stance. You know, a, a great a great uh, trio. Yeah, they obviously have like work to do to, to get better on both ends, especially Duncan Robinson on like the defensive end, or you know, Hero just being more consistent. He's very young, but they are definitely lining up to be a solid trio. And I mean, Jimmy Butler, he provides that veteran experience on, on Golden State. I don't really know you could match that too. I guess yeah. I guess you have to give him the KD role, but like Iguodala is more <laughs> age match for like how young Curry and them were. But you know. They have a solid team. They got good pieces. They have tons of times to grow. Um, I want to go back to the Lakers for a second because I want to just mention some stuff about the other guys. We talked about Davis. We talked about LeBron. Some other guys I wanted to point out. Um, Danny Green obviously didn't have the best series, playoffs, or regular season. He kind of just got there, but he did get his other championship. Another fourth, the fourth player, part of like that top four of guys that won it with three different teams. Obviously, solid from him, and he did step up, make uh, three threes. This game, game six. So after that tough, uh, tough, um, you know, blow the game five, he did, you know, come back to play and try doing stuff on both ends. So, you know, congratulations for him to winning another championship. I think Caldwell Pope, like we said, uh, past couple of times, huge scoring threat. Definitely um, was not regarded as highly as he should have been. You know, coming in when they when they had him on this season, um, you know, people thought like could have been a liability or why are they picking him up? You know, he had some stuff in his personal life that was a little uh, questionable going on. But he was their third top score pretty much because Kuzma kind of took a back seat this, this season, especially um, coming off the bench. Even in the playoffs, didn't really produce anything. But KCP was always a solid scorer for them. Even if it was that three, I, I knew him as a three-point shooter. So he was hitting a lot of three balls, especially you know throughout this series. He was stepping up for tons of big plays. You saw in the first quarter, when or, or first half, sorry, when they did have that huge lead and they were wanting to push this game away he was making those big threes. Second half, he did falter, didn't really score, just two points after that, missed a lot more shots. But when they needed him to really get the blowout going, and that's how they won it was off that first half, he was there for it. He came up big. And he surprised me because he did show a lot of aggression. This Maybe it was because it was like younger guys, Robinson, Hero, not the best defenders, but they were driving hard, man. I've never, I didn't see, I didn't know KCP had that speed on him, that strength yeah. going to the basket. He had that tough end one floater. Um, you know, he had a lot of good plays. So I think that he stepped up well. A lot of guys that like played solid for them, even Morris, he was a pickup right now at the end of the season. And people didn't think like he was going to do too much for them. But, you know, he did have a you know, solid role for them that he came on, put up decent minutes. He defended, he played late game. He scored, uh, you know, a decent amount of shots and he gave him the ball. He was he was consistent as an, as an all, all-around player. And I think that it was just a solid piece for them going into the bubble. And Caruso is not my favorite player. At one point, I did like him. He is a highlight machine. But he did play solid. This was his first start. 
in the playoffs and, and the NBA Finals, obviously. He had, I think the highlight here is his five assists. I think he does a really good job at playmaking. Them starting like this small ball going Davis at the five, which, you know, they hadn't really been doing and Davis is not the most comfortable there, but it's a perfect match for Bam and their small ball. LeBron, he can be a dominant power forward. And um, Caruso did a good job of playmaking and LeBron's absence because he wanted LeBron to just score the ball. That's what, that's what I mean by absence there. He wasn't playing the point guard position. But Caruso, I think he's good at those driving kicks or even when someone swings to him, he knows if it's a good shot for him or if he kicks it out to a better shooter. He's got good IQ, I think good vision. He set up a lot of plays. He set up LeBron a lot. And I think that was his contribution to being in that starting lineup. So good from him. And Rondo obviously off the bench. Playoff Rondo came out tonight, man. 19 points, yeah. 8 for 11 shooting. Started off perfect shooting in the first half. And like just like um, the other guys, you know, he's a veteran. He wants to win. He's not going to let the opportunity pass him. Um, he stepped up huge. And he, he literally fulfilled that Playoff Rondo name. Because regular season, he doesn't do too much. But then the playoffs, he has huge performances like this. Uh, you know, Ty Davis in scoring, so arguably so second top scorer for this game. And that's he's yeah. the first ever player to win it with those two rival uh, organizations, the Celtics and the Lakers. Another championship yeah, under his belt. Fantastic, I think, if you ask me. Dudley was going on and on about how smart Rondo is, and he can be very uh, stubborn at times because he knows how high of a caliber player he was, especially in his prime on Boston. So he didn't really like taking that backseat role or being off the bench and stuff like that. But they told him, you know, if you want to win a championship, we want to get to where we need to be, you have to adapt to this play style. And he was all willing. And he's got such IQ for the game. I cannot stress that enough. Everyone knows that about him. He knew so much. And after game five, he said, we're going to start picking up Jimmy Butler full court. We're not going to let this guy get that 30 points again uh, or playing 40 five 47 minutes this guy's gonna play that well not gonna happen we're gonna make him work for every bucket and you know they they a lot of their tactics were based off of watching film after the game so the lakers they did a lot of hard work going into the playoffs in each series and then in the finals studying the film who's playing well what are their tendencies especially a guy like rondo that's his specialty is breaking down stuff like that so i think he was a huge huge piece for them off the bench scoring wise off the bench playmaking and his intelligence overall on on and off the court, being able to set up his team to win this championship. For sure, and I was gonna, I was gonna bring up the point that I do think um, it could be a repeat in uh, next year's NBA Finals. Um, obviously, yeah, with the Heat is... uh, gaining this valuable experience, mm-hmm. um, with all their young players uh, really emerging, uh, Jimmy Butler uh, obviously saying that he wants to. The job isn't done, and his job is obviously to bring Miami uh, championship, and he made a promise. Uh, with Pat Riley and Spolstra, so yep. he wants to deliver that. And the Lakers uh, wanting to re-sign Davis and then adding Avery Bradley as well, which uh, didn't play in the bubble. Exactly, yeah. And they will add him next season. So I think there could be a, a possibility if the Clippers don't find uh, a big man. And I think uh, if, if, Milwaukee, uh, if Milwaukee doesn't really uh, help, uh, help add any pieces to their roster... I think uh, I think it could be a repeat in uh, with the same results. I think, or I think the Heat maybe pull it out, but I think it will will be the same result with LeBron winning his fifth ring. Well, we'll definitely see what happens. That's going to be interesting. Um, I'm not really too sure what's going to happen here. We know there's a couple of guys looking to get re-signed. Um, other guys going into free agency. I think KCP is going into free agency. Uh, Rondo, I can't recall. I think he I think he would like to come back. I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, and then Davis, he's looking to opt out of the current contract, but then re-sign with the Lakers. Um, 
I think it's a good place for Davis to stay. I don't know why he would leave anywhere else. Obviously, he won a championship. Like I always say, you should run it back. Uh, cough, cough yeah. by Leonard. Um, that guy, my head. Yeah. So uh, he definitely could come here and run it back. They're a solid team. They did it, obviously, this year. They could definitely do it again. The Clippers, we all thought were going to be a stronger matchup and win that series, but they didn't even get there. So the Clippers got their own yeah. personal chemistry issues to work out before they get to here. Lakers, they could definitely make it, but next season is going to be interesting, man. you got to remember Golden State's coming back full health. Curry and Clay will be back with Draymond Green. Their draft pick, most likely, if they keep it, is going to be a star player. Wiggins coming back. They're going to have a solid team, and they're going to put in a, a good shot at another finals appearance. Plus, you got the, yep. the stacked Clippers team that they have. And the Raptors, Siakam wakes uh, up and uh, comes out of his I'm uh, getting there. there. I'm getting there. I'm just saying the West alone, you have three yeah. superstar powerhouse, uh, you know, just stacked teams, Lakers, Clippers, G-State. That's already just insanity. Yeah. And then you obviously got the other teams who could surprise you once in a while, like the Denver Nuggets, obviously. And then the other, the other uh, you know, teams, they put up great performances too. Utah played really well. Donovan Mitchell played well. Dallas, you have Luka and Doncic. And those teams, it depends because I heard Dallas is in there talking and also Miami too. They're trying to both heavily pursue Giannis and Giannis to one of those teams. That addition would be astronomical and yeah, would definitely make them contenders. Because then the East, if it's Miami does that, they can definitely run it back sometime soon. Maybe not next year, the year after, whenever Giannis is there. Um, but then on the East side of things, Raptors, if they step up, play well, obviously we are never to be doubted, even with the, not even the best uh, team on paper, we still can do it. Boston yeah. has the grit. Um, Bucks, uh, I don't know if they can do it with just uh, Giannis. I think they need to pick someone up. Uh, I heard even they might be trying for Paul George. And then you can't forget about the Brooklyn Nets coming back to full strength. They will be crazy. KD, Kyrie, plus the highlights that you saw this <laughs> season with you know Jared Allen, Karis LeVert doing it alone in the playoffs. Dinwiddie too. Dinwiddie, yeah. star, star player. DeAndre Jordan, another solid piece. Yeah. Harris, a good shooter. They have tons of pieces there too, so they're going to be a big force niece as well, I think, scoring-wise. So um, who knows really what's going to happen, but I'm excited. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. All right. Um, one last thing before we go off. Everyone did acknowledge at the end of this game, you know, LeBron did it. He put the post out recently. Davis and Rondo mentioned after the game. Rob Palenka uh, mentioned it. Um, you know, they did this one for Kobe and they're, they're hoping that Kobe's proud of them for achieving this. And, you know, it was, it was good that they did win for that case to honor the late yeah. Kobe Bryant. So, you know, rest in peace, Kobe. And, and uh, uh, it's good for them. For sure. And rest in peace, Kobe. And uh, uh, two, two plus four, what does that equal, Gabe? Two plus four, that equals six, buddy. Uh, yep. And uh, that's Kobe Bryant's number. Six games, two, four. Yeah. Two, plus, two plus four equals six. So. Maybe it was, uh, yeah. it was it was a sign. <laughs> oh, okay, I see you. I see you. Um, all right, that's it. We hope you all enjoyed. Please like and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, on Instagram at Rapsville for NBA News, Raptors content, that type of stuff. And yeah, that's a signing out. Peace. Peace.